Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Studio Day Hefrey. I am... Kavanaugh! I'm Jeff Kavanaugh from 97.1 The Freak in DFW. Uh, 2 to 6 p.m. You can hear me alongside Texas Radio Hall of Famer Mike Reiner, the great and powerful Julie Dobbs, and the super talented Michael Gruber. That's 2 to 6, 97.1 The Freak. It's on the iHeartRadio app. Um, if you're outside the listening area or if you're not in your car or at a device that can play the radio, you just, I heart radio app, look up the speakeasy on 97, one, the freak. And we podcast every segment we ever do. So you can hear all sorts of stuff. Best damn sports segment period every day at four o'clock. Tune in for that one. Our show's probably about half sports, give or take in Cowboys season. It'll be more than that. When sports are dead. It'll be less than that because we really do say what we want. Everything I do on here, currently anyway, is brought to you by my friends at Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs, where you get the latest odds, lines, matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online, fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. I like to play the no pass line. Craps, it's not fun for other players, but it's what I do. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, get in on that action. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. All right. Where's my chat? Nope. 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 I didn't mean to do that. I meant to do that and then click there. Sorry. What's up, everybody? How's the pool fund? Well, as soon as I get $27,000 in change in Super Chats, Tyson, we'll be able to play, pay this pool off. Crosby or gold? Robbie Gold. Boy, Crosby's so old. You see him when he takes his helmet off? Robbie Gold's 40 years old, but Mason Crosby looks 70. Uh, stuff I want to talk about. I'll have to find the Jerry Jones quote again, but I think I bookmarked it. You know, the best thing for the Cowboys would be if Jerry Jones could just stop talking. Um, but it's also the reason they're worth the most, so he never will. But if Jerry Jones could just stop talking, God, it would be so much better for everybody. Here's Jerry Jones today. I'm going to read it in his voice. Don't let it distract you. Is Jerry Jones surprised the Cowboys haven't made any progress with Zach Martin? Ahem. Uh, not really. Uh, surprised is not really the word there. It's very costly. Uh, that's just where we are. There are huge, uh, significant ramifications happening here by anybody's measure uh, financially. So you realize that not having him here, it uh, could happen on the next play. You got to put that one on and say you just move on here without him. You say that sounds like a concern. Um, no, I'm just trying to give you how you really have to look at it. Okay, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, it's just dumb. It just it serves no one. It serves no purpose to observe something that's factually accurate. You could feel that way behind the scenes and literally say nothing, but in your little circle with Stephen Jones and Will McClay and Mike McCarthy. You could say, here's the thing. There's two years left on his deal. I don't think he's going to not show up when it's time to play football. Uh, and if he does, congrats, he's just lost a bunch of money and he's going to lose more. And maybe at some point we freak out and we fold and we give him everything he wants in week three or four, because we realize, holy crap, he's serious and he's willing to retire. And we don't think he's going to do that. So we're just going to wait patiently and he'll get here when he gets here. And every day he's not here, it costs him 50 grand. Like, that's real. And you could do that. 
and there's a salary cap. So I wouldn't even be mad at him for doing that. Uh, if you just, I wish they would have done that when other players had held out and just said, yeah, we'll see you when you get here. Um, they could view this as good. Like, yeah, fine. If you want to get fined, that's none of my business, but I know you're not going to get hurt. If you're not out here practicing, that's fine. I know you'll be ready to go when the season starts. That's fine. All of these things are fine and we don't care. And that's fine to think, but talking about his money and how he's getting fined and, oh yeah, well, I mean, just cost him money. We don't care. You're just sounding bad about one of the best players in the history of the Cowboys, and it's dumb. It's just dumb. How can he afford to lose 50000 a day? Because he's got, what, $50 million? $40? I don't know. Maybe he's bad at investing and he's got twenty. I mean, it's not fun, but the reason that Zach Martin can afford $50,000 a day is because he probably believes that at the end of this, he's going to get that back and then some with a new contract. But it's possible the Cowboys don't fold. It would be a first for them. It's possible, and it would be a weird first player to do that on, but it's possible they don't fold. Just shut up about it. Are we losing faith in Simi to make the 53? The Simi train's always been a weird thing. You should never assume that a fifth-round pick is going to be safe, much less be safe, like for his entire first contract. Simi Fihoko's never done anything to make you feel like he should be safe. The top five receivers on this team uh, are CD, Cooks, Gallup, because they are, plus their money, and then Tolbert, because of his draft status and the way he's performing in camp, and then Turpin. And then it's a free-for-all. Simi's not safe. He's never been safe. Jeff, do you see Deuce having a decent-sized role this year? I hope so. Yeah. Deuce Vaughn's good, man. Deuce Vaughn needs to be a part of things. I hope he's the number two back. And that's another thing. I asked people for questions uh, on my Twitter at Time for Jeffrey for Cowboy Questions, and I had a few that I wanted to knock out. Uh, number one is from Drew. He said, do we have a fallback plan? If Martin continues to hold out, has anyone stepped up noticeably? No, they don't have a backup plan. That's what Martin's banking on. Josh Ball is playing right guard right now. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work, especially in 2023 when this thing is wide open for them. They have one of the best rosters in football. The NFC is a two or three team race. You have the best or second best quarterback in the conference and your main competition for the conference is in your division. You can't fiddle fart games. You can't, if you win 11, then you're going to play in the first round. Philly's not. And if you get to play them later in the playoffs, you'll be playing at their place. You're thinking number one seed. You're thinking, go, 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 go. And to go, 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 go without Zach Martin you don't have a better team than Philly. With him, you might. Without him, you don't. So, and that's what Zach Martin, I think, is banking on, is the team realizing, holy crap. And then maybe they come to some sort of compromise. I don't know what the compromise is, though. Because if you're willing to hold out, you're willing to give away money, you're probably saying, hey, I'm still the best in the league at this, or damn near, and I want $20 million a year. That's a $6 million raise. So even if they did kind of try to fold and say, what if we you know, hit you at two or $3 million a year. And it's like, and make me the seventh highest paid guard. That's still not my value. So they could be in a tough spot. Or maybe what you do is you just say, Hey, well, how about we guarantee the last two years on your deal? Since guaranteed money is what really matters. How about we guarantee it? 
which I really don't think serves anyone anyway, because it's not like you're going to cut Zach Martin. He's still super good. Oh, well, that's the Zach Martin stuff. When will the real kicker search begin? They'll keep letting Aubrey kick. And if it gets bad, then they'll call in an old guy. And that's all you got to do is you call in an old guy. If your other guy ain't kicking good. This is a thing that if the Cowboys screw it up and end up with a bad kicker, people need to understand it's hard to do because kickers are mostly the same. It's Justin Tucker and then everybody else. Like if I told you to name who is the second, third, fourth, fifth best kicker in football, you could name names. But if you went and looked at the last three years, none of them are consistently one of the best. It's only Justin Tucker. And then the rest of the kickers who are all going to make 80, whatever percent of their kicks. And they're all the same, give or take. If you're one of the few teams that can't just find a guy that's one of those guys, holy crap. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. Zach's forgetting it's McCarthy and not Garrett. I don't think McCarthy has anything to do with it. Head coaches, for the most part, want nothing to do with that. They're not crazy or dumb enough to um, talk about players' money. That is front office stuff, and it ain't mine. If anything, most coaches are going to say they're going to fight for their players because they know it's smarter because it ain't up to them anyway. Ryan in the super chat. We're getting closer to paying off the pool, baby. Preach it, Jeff. The Cowboys team is in the best position they've been in, in what, 20, 25 years? They need Zach Martin to make a Super Bowl push. They can't squander this opportunity. It's so frustrating. Yes, so best teams for the Cowboys since the Super Bowl. I'm going to get some of these wrong. What is it, like 07, 09, 14? Last couple of years, they've been good. But this is the most down the NFC has been that I can think of. This is your shot. And if you don't have Zach Martin out there, you don't have a shot. Because think about when Zach Martin's not out there and then when Tyron gets hurt. So now my left tackle is Tyler Smith. My left guard is Farniok or Asim Richard. My right guard is Josh Ball. Congrats. You've got a good quarterback, a great roster, and your bad offensive line just torpedoed the entire thing. I'd argue some of the best teams in the league have a very good kicker, Chiefs, Ravens, Bengals, and Eagles. Yeah, but if you go look up Chiefs, Bengals, and Eagles, it's not like they're the second, third, and fourth best kickers in football. One year, he's one of them's sixth. One year, he's 19th. One year, he's ninth. They're just kickers. Most of them are pretty good. Cowboys had a good kicker last year. Just got weird on him at the end. He got yippy. Got the spins. Tommy in the super chat. I got done with surgery, metal in the leg. Let me K. Tommy, finish that thought, and I'll be happy to answer you. I'd also like to say hello to my friends on Twitch and Facebook that are checking this out. Do they have a solid running game? This is from Goku SSX. Do they have a solid running game? Tyron Smith looks old, Zach out, and they're depending on Pollard and the funky bunch behind him. I'm not worried about the funky bunch behind him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you're better at running back this year than you were last year. I'm not worried about it. I think Deuce Vaughn can play. I think Malik Davis or Rico Dowdle can play at a higher level than, or the same level as what Zeke played at last year. People just aren't as familiar with their names and that's okay, but it doesn't mean they can't get four and a half yards of carry. They can. They're decent players with young legs. 
You have to admit this has been one of the quietest camps we've had from the front office compared to previous years. I agree, and I do think that's a McCarthy effect. I think the fact that their press conference was an hour shorter than usual, I think it's actually McCarthy's show for the first time. There's nobody in place that he didn't want here. He's calling his plays. The media portion of it, for the most part, is going the way he would like, where it's quiet. You just you can't stop Jerry from talking. Jerry loves to talk. Loves to. Loves to. Jalen Brooks over Simi. Brooks looks good, but there always seems... That, be, that depends. What you need to keep an eye on if you're looking for the sixth wide receiver on this team is which one of them plays on kickoff and kick return and is a gunner on the punt team. Because Nathan Vasher had a really good camp last year. It don't matter. Because they're not keeping a sixth wide receiver to play wide receiver. Because unless multiple people get hurt, he ain't playing. So what are you doing that will actually help my football team? And that answer is running down on kickoff and being a gunner on the punt team. With the Schoonmaker injury, aren't they better off with Ferguson and Hendershot based on what they showed? I know it's very early. Well, Schoonie's back out there. He's he's getting ready to go now. He's going to be a little behind the eight ball, but we'll see. I always thought when they drafted him, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, that's your starting tight end, and he's going to be really, really good, and he's going to catch 60 balls and all that. And I was like, eh, he's going to compete with Ferguson for snaps. So we shall see which tight ends are going to do what. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. One other thing that I got from a guy named at Ombre, can Overshone make the roster? Yes, third-round picks make the roster. Unless Overshone is awful, he's making the roster. Ombre had a good point that made me go look stuff up. He said, I'm looking for ways the offense can improve from last year. And early down efficiency, especially first down, is where improvement can be made. What can the new offensive staff do to improve there? So I looked it up. What did they do on first down last year? And they were bad on first down last year. And I even isolated it to when Dak came back from injury forward. And because that gives you the team that was the highest scoring offense in football, first or second. And on first down, they were bad. Um. One thing I would say is they could pass more. They were not in the top half of the league in pass attempts on first down. They ran. Uh, not more than they passed, but they ran um, 10% more than Kansas City, 4% more than Cincinnati, 2% more than Buffalo. They were 18th in the league in first down pass percentage. And if you want to talk about success rate, 50% on passes, 34.8 on runs. If you want to talk about EPA per play, it was actually negative even on pass attempts, but 0 0.005 versus 0 0.12, which is one, two. You were 24 times less efficient when you ran the ball than you were when you threw the ball. They should, they should throw the ball more on first down. And then part of that is just going to be variance that on first and 10 last year, Dak threw one touchdown and four picks. Yet on first and more than 10, he was really good. On first and less than 10, he was really good. But on first and 10... So it's mostly a small sample size thing. But yes, they're always a team that runs it more on first down than every other good offense that doesn't have a running quarterback. And the answer is to throw the ball more. But that's also partially Dakota. Dakota has to be better on first down because that is not good. He was not good on first down last year, which is interesting. Do should be our bell cow back. No, he shouldn't. You have Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's one of the five best running backs in football. Tommy Buster, kicker. I got us, Cowboy Nation. Super chat. What is that? I just got done with leg surgery. Metal leg. Oh, let me. Okay, you want to be the kicker. Sure. I'll take it. 
You have to take an account that was affected by Cooper. No, I eliminated the Cooper rush portion of the season. I just did the part where they led the league in scoring and they were still bad on first down. So that is interesting. Whether that is a playbook thing, uh, whether that is just a sample size and variance thing that just will have to, it will be better. It's one of those things. It's like Dax interceptions. It will be better because it's not the way it's gone throughout a bigger sample size. It's the way it went in a 10 week stretch, but it's still not good. It's bad. First down bad. Isn't Pollard still rehabbing? We'll start the season on pup. No, 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 no. Pollard will not start the season on pup. He will be ready to rock. Prepare yourself. Stand your Ranger statue up behind you. Something fall over. Oh, Adrian Beltre. Oh, no! You guys might have just watched the death of my Adrian Beltre bobblehead live and in person. We're having some book troubles over here. Hold on. I got to see where Adrian went. Adrian Beltre, 3,000th hit bobblehead, lost an arm. Son of a bitch. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, that's about all I had for today. Man, that's okay. I think I've got glue from my Warhammer days to piece together those little figures. I should be able to put Adrian back together. I just have to go find his arm now. So everybody have a great night. Number one game you're looking forward to this season. Just beating Philly. Philly games always go get messy. Problem is, looks like Josh Young now. That's messed up. Uh, problem with um, problem with um, getting messy is messy makes way too much money to play for what a kicker makes. I bet he could do it unless Messi saw the value of wearing a cowboy uniform and the marketing. Am I watching raw? No, I'm not watching raw. I'm going to go watch the Rangers. Now I got to go do my stuff with this. I got to upload stuff in different places. I got to get ready for a show tomorrow. Two to six, 97, one, the freak. What up? Join the 97, one, the freak listener group as Ben Rogers just said in the chat. Don't worry, Ben. I sufficiently pimp the station in here. Crying out loud. Dirk tomorrow on the Ben and Skin Show from 12 to 1, commercial free, 97 won the freak, and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, and congratulations to Strip Mall Steve being a full timer now on the Ben and Skin Show. Gonna go. And Ben, I'm also, look, I'm also wearing a Roller Town shirt that, of course, is a brewery that Ben and Skin invested in, brewery that they're invested in. Uh, all right. Peace out, team. Everybody have a great night. Love you. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.